All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You're watching Leafs Morning Tape with host Nick Alberta and former NHLer Jay Rosehill. The show starts now. Okay, let's get after it. It's the Monday edition of Leafs Morning Take presented by Botano, Nick Alberga, and Jay Rosa with you. How are you, Rosie? In studio. I'm good. Feels like you're on a casting couch right now. Where are you, buddy? I'm 18 years old. I just turned 18. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the Nation Network studios, buddy. <laughs> Can you tell our gracious listeners and viewers uh, what you were faking as there? If you don't know, you don't know. <laughs> yes, very well said. I tell you something. So I took my long, long trek back last night from Jacksonville, and uh, we had to we had to drive to Orlando first and foremost. There was a Karen on my flight, man. So you know you know you've been on a flight and it's sort of like it's like hot. I don't know why it's hot, but it's really humid and people are bitching and complaining. And you got the one person like standing up, like, why isn't the vent working? Why isn't the vent working? Nevertheless, um, this lady was just losing her marbles to the point where they're like, We have to take you off the flight just to have a conversation with you. Cause this flight the, the, the plane hadn't even left the gate yet. And man, she she was going on about anxiety and it's like so hot and she's getting anxiety. It was like Karen living moment. I actually, I streamed 10 seconds of it that I might put out on social media. Did you? I'd like to see that. I don't know, dude. <clears throat> don't want to rub people the wrong way, but there no, is something no, don't. about middle-aged white women who just lose their marbles, man. I don't know if it's menopause or something but like they have a name a karen and it's like world known what these people do and that's just 
they just lose their mind. And like the whole universe revolves around them. They have a problem that they put on blast about times 10 what it should be. And they just go off. And there's so many examples of it. I don't know what it is, but I have seen it many times and it is definitely a thing. Man, believe it or not, the bigger problem for me wasn't actually Karen, who was with her boyfriend. Um, and he was, and it just so happened that Karen was sitting in my row and holding her boyfriend's hand. Maybe she had some anxiety uh, going on with the flight, was a nervous flyer and all that. Uh, I gave her the benefit of the doubt, although at the time, I'm like, come on, lady, like, just get on the plane. We're delayed three hours. I got at least morning take to do on Monday morning. It was more so this guy from like the top rope like four rows down because this conversation between the stewardess and uh, the couple is happening in real time. And this guy's to chime in. You can't take her off the plane. I'm like, dude, like the, the conversation was not surrounding this guy at all, but it just, it just shows you where this world can go in a hurry where it starts with that. And then this guy had no reason to get involved in this conversation was getting involved in the conversation. And he's stirring it up even more rather than a oh, yeah. lady. How about you try to act like an adult here? There's 150 people on this plane. Everyone's warm. Time to sit down, mm-hmm. shut up, and be an adult. No, this guy's like stirring the pot even worse. Say, eh? interesting people out there, man. Flying is always fun. It just reaffirmed me. I, I had a hot minute a couple years ago where you like, I was like, you know what? I love traveling so much. Uh, it's it's a hard industry that we're in in broadcasting. It was a down point in the career, and I'm like, I might look into being. Um, you know, something in travel, a stewardess, something like that. And then it was moments like that where I'm like, you're a glorified babysitter. And most people would just want to freak out, lose their marbles. And I have to credit them. They chilled out. They they just relaxed and, and handled it in stride because this lady was losing her mind on this plane. I could see you being a stewie man with that cute uniform and everything. It's uh it's not a bad gig, to be honest with you. You know what I was wondering is like why they wear like the uh what's it called? Do you know why? Like, you know, the, um, the scarf? scarf? The handkerchief? Yeah. yeah. Why is that? Because it's cute. No, but I, I I don't know. I've wondered that with every kid out there, like they wear, they wear the scarf for some reason. It's a uniform. What are you talking yeah. about? I don't know. I think that's a great segue. Uh, we got a uniform on this show. Unleash the darkness with the Nation Gear Blackout Collection. Embrace the bold and gear up. With all new styles of our exclusive line, only available for a limited time. Don't miss out on grabbing your favorite team's gear in the baddest styles before they're gone. Get the perfect fit for your favorite fan. Order before December 10th so you can put your pair, your presents under the tree. Plus, if you spend $200, you qualify for free shipping. Nationgear.ca. You're two for two in those segues, by the way. I don't think you meant to do that, but I thought it was excellent. Buddy, I've been in this industry a long time. I'm- I'm doing things without you even noticing. You're, yeah, I know. You're a pro's pro. Uh, in general, before we get to the Leafs conversation, did you have a good weekend? Because I, I might blow a gasket here. Did I have a good weekend? Uh, it was all right. It was average. I watched some children's hockey. Oh. And I also watched my kids play. <laughs> Maple Leafs. Yeah, I watched some average hockey left, right, and center. Actually, my oldest boy is uh, 3-0 and in his league play, so that was the best hockey I watched this weekend, to be honest. Awesome stuff. You. Awesome stuff. I had a good time down in Florida, a bit of a nightcapper on Friday night. Saw some live music, FaceTimed your ass drunk at 3 a.m. You know the protocol by now. Yes, you did. Yeah, yes, you appreciate did. that. I, I, was, appreciate I, was aw- I was awake coming home from a birthday party of a buddy's, and uh, 
Yeah. Me and my wife were shutting it down and I looked, it's buzzing away. And I'm like, oh, and I was like, oh my God, Alberga, what time is it in Florida? And just hit the old red decline. No, the only reason why is because we used another app that's not DoorDash because DoorDash is fantastic and they took them for forever to deliver our food. So I was like, let's call Rosie up. But our friends at DoorDash, they always deliver. Brought to you by DoorDash. It's time for the appetizer for a limited time. Our listeners can get 25% off up to $10 in value and zero delivery fees on their first order or $15 or more. When you download the DoorDash app, enter code NATION25. It's code NATION25 in uppercase for 25% off your first order. With DoorDash, offer valid in Canada, subject to change. Terms apply. So where, oh, where do we start with this conversation? How about Friday, Black Friday, the game you were bitching about happening because it was happening in the afternoon. Holiday weekend. What did I say? Chicago beats them again, dude. Like, just mark your calendar. They play, they play San Jose twice back-to-back in January. Mark my word, San Jose will win at least one of those games right now. Mark it down. Save it, record it, send it off. I don't care. Or sweep it. No, it. Uh, to be honest with you, I hammered the Leafs over after the first couple of shifts. I feel like they had six high-quality scoring chances. I thought they were going to dominate. They looked like they started prepared, looked like they were ready to go. They dropped the hammer. And, I mean, yes, finish your chances. Yes, Bury when you have the chance. They didn't quite get to do that, but... You know, we needed one more save out of Sammy, you know, couple of weak ones, maybe one extra Mm -hmm. save. Uh, You go to overtime with Nylander, you know, post crossbar post, like the triple whammy. And then the winner goes off Sammy off the back of the glass, bounces off the top of the net, bounces off his pad right onto the like, okay, it was one of those ones where I was like, we shouldn't even be in that position. I understand, but it was one of those kind of puck luck games that I'm not a fan of of saying, but it was easy to label that one that way. Um, and then the Penguins game just looked like amateur hour. It looked like we went back in time um, to where we go behind our back and through our legs and dipsy doodle and play on the the fringe and do the low percentage plays. And that, that really pissed me off. There's something not serious with this team. And I know you ragged on me quite a bit last year and understandably so about how I would just lose my mind when they lost to shitty teams. But there is no way you can lose not once but twice to that Hawks roster. Not to mention Corey Perry didn't play. Taylor Hall's done for the season, man. Go look at that roster. And you could tell me till I'm blue in the face, you're not going to have it every night. But the way that team came out, how many times, even working together the last year and a half, have we seen a game like that where the Leafs are thoroughly dominating, have a chance to just completely bury their opponent? They're up 3-1 in that game, and they let Chicago right back in. I thought the goaltending was really, really suspect for the most part, all weekend, specifically Samsonov on Friday. But you have to have that killer instinct. Like, I know it's a buzz phrase. It's probably cliche at this point to even talk about it in this market, but they're missing it. And I don't know about you. I just have that feel that nothing has changed about this team. And I'm saddened by that. I won't lie. Yeah, I'll agree. Um, Losing to those bottom rung teams just... It's just kind of shocking how often they do it for a, for what's supposed to be a top-tier team. I know they're like dead center, middle of the league right now, pretty much. Uh, inconsistency, man. It's just inconsistent. Like you say the killer instinct, you can say the, the yeah. cliches, but they're, they're, they're set all the time for a reason. Like, where is that? Okay, enough's enough. Mm-hmm. 
we will take over now. We are we are the better team and we have the better players. Every reason in the world to win this game. We've already lost to them this season. We know we have a habit of losing to teams we absolutely should beat every single time we play during the season with the rosters the way they are. And they and they they just don't do it. They just kind of skate around in the mud. And again, I, I, I kind of give them the benefit because I thought they started well. They outchanced the hell out of them. They got some bad breaks, some bad pocket luck. I don't like blaming things on that, but it, it yeah. was a case of that. But you, a team that has that big a disparity potentially or apparently between rosters, you should be able to, to overcome that puck luck stuff and say, okay, enough's enough. Bang, bang, quick two ones. And, and that's the game. And they just can't seem to do it. It, it was very reminiscent of last year when we were frustrated with this team at certain points in the regular season and playoffs where it's just like, is anyone going to fucking do something? So people often ask me the question, like, why do you get so bothered about these games? And again, right away, they were out on social media because I was losing my mind. And a, lot, a lot of other media members, like it has a different feel to this team right now. It really, really does. People are tired of this stuff. And they say, you know, they, they Chicago's beaten Vegas. They, they, you know, they've beaten some good teams and the Leafs are just another team that they've got their number on so far this season. But to me, I think it just sets the table for the springtime. Like if you can't be consistent in the regular season, then you go to the postseason and you don't rectify some of your mistakes. That's when it gets out of hand and that's when it's too late. And I got to ask you, like therein lies the question how much should some of the onus be on like a Sheldon Keefe, the head coach? You're a former player in this league. You've been in a room. How much blame does he deserve for lackluster efforts like the one against Chicago? It's so easy to make an excuse. They can do it. They probably already have. But again, conversely, you look at a team like Detroit. They were overseas as well, and they haven't skipped a beat since coming back. I just think it's so lazy considering the pro athlete in this day and age say, oh, these guys are tired of the time change or whatever. Bottom line, you lost to fucking Chicago an American Hockey League, not once, but twice. Yeah, I think that's BS. I I mean, that was yeah. like a week before, you know, like you came back a long time ago. You know how much opportunity you have to get rest? Do you know how many resources are available to you to get your body rocking and rolling? And you're, you're playing a team that you should beat. And again, they came out like they were ready to play. It's not like they... They came out lackadaisical and went down two nothing, and then looked at each other and said, "Oh man, we're playing. Geez, I'm sure tired from that trip." It it wasn't that. Um, so a little bit of of light there that that they didn't just come out flat and completely blow it. It seemed to me like, my goodness, we should be up four one right now, and it just wasn't the case. And that happens in hockey. But what to what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, sometimes this this team has issues that just don't seem to be addressed. And from the fan standpoint, from the media standpoint, from, you know, Leafs Nation, we're standing here screaming, going, are, are we the only ones seeing this? Like, Keith, like, for example, the line's in a blender all the time. Like, it's just never working. You're doing it right up until the playoffs and in the playoffs. And we're just going, dude, that doesn't work. Like, haven't you mm-hmm. played hockey, Keith? Like, you have you know this. Like, who the hell jumbles their lines that insanely inconsistently and, 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 and has success? It just doesn't happen yet. He's doing it all the time. Meanwhile, we're talking about it every single day. And it's like he doesn't know it. And there's certain things about this team where you're wondering like, do they know it? Do they notice the things that we notice and they must, but yeah, there comes a time where when you're underperforming, you know, the Keith's been there long enough and you know, I don't even listen to really the interviews or the post games or anything. Cause it's just, it's just bullshit. There's just, just 
you just say stuff for the sake of saying it. There's nothing actually being say, said. And you're wondering, like, are they proactively trying to fix their problems? Do they know what their issues are? And of course they do. I, you know, it makes me mad that I sound like some dumb media idiot. Like, no, no, they, they're not trying to fix their problem. You know what I mean? Like, it, you make yourself sound like an idiot. But when there's such inconsistency and, and the same problems are constantly seen, I mean, I really thought that game against Pittsburgh what was reminiscent of last year where mm-hmm. it's like, dude, you guys are just skating in circles like Marner's going through his legs and behind his back and turning it over like a maniac. Like who the hell wins like that? Like who taught you how to play in the NHL? That is that is shit for peewee when your head's and shoulders above everyone else and you're just dicking around out there because you're way better than everyone else. Mitch Marner's not that much better than everyone else and it's just to me, I'm just going to say it. This team, the way it is right now, without some big changes being made, they're not going anywhere. They're not. They have tons of talent. They're neat and flashy at times. They're going to have highlight reels and players go on runs and do the things that they do all the time, which is neat. But they're not a team that's going deep in the playoffs. It's going to go to war and win. They don't have the back end. Their goaltending's not short up enough and their front end's not consistent enough. And they don't have any freaking battle in them. So if it, it I'm not even going to get my hopes up again unless some major changes are made to the roster. I couldn't agree more. It, it, it has the feel of the same team. And there's been a lot of disdain in the chat as we start this show for today, the Monday edition about Sheldon Keefe. And look, I've never been the, like the fire the coach guy, but I think we're at a point where there it could be time for a fresh voice in that room, which again is crazy to say. You look at that record, but to me, it's all about the pathway and the journey and the fact that we've seen this time and time again, and every season we come in optimistic and say, hey, this is a different year. And then there's like telltale signs. I don't know if you agree with this throughout the year where you're like, ah, it's the same team. And I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, throw all those excuses out the window. I think you look at some of the better teams in the league, the Bostons, the Colorados, the New York Rangers off to a hot start, Carolina. There seems to be that level of urgency that I just don't see consistently with this Leafs team. And I, I'm with you. I think they're flawed. I think they have their issues, but with the personnel on that roster, like Danton Heinen is a bottom six player on the Boston Bruins, and he seems to produce and do his thing. It just seems like all these guys don't pull their weight consistently. Then I see efforts like that, and I'm like, I know this team is way better than they're showing. And ultimately, who's the biggest scapegoat in pro sports? It's the head coach. And I start to wonder a bit about Sheldon Keefe here, Rosie. Yeah, and I mean, going back to last year, I thought that the changes were going to be made would would be they keep Dubas and fire Keefe. They went yeah. the other way, and I, I was fine with it. And I, I don't have a glaring problem with Sheldon Keefe, but neither. I do agree with you that you know if a change needs to be made and it it can't happen quickly in the form of you know addition subtraction to the roster with trades then that's the easy one to make. I mean, coaches fall on the sword all the time when it might not necessarily be their problem, but that's the quickest way to get fresh blood and a fresh perspective out there. But I mean, it's very likely that say they do fire Keith and they go out in the next 10 games and it's the exact same stuff, right? Because Mm -hmm. it's an identity of, of the roster, a consistency issue, maybe a bit of a leadership issue, character issue. Um, and, and they're just, they're just Swiss cheese. Like they're, they're very, very solid in certain areas. And then other areas, it's just like, man, it's just a glaringly obvious issues that you have in certain, in certain aspects. And we've talked about them, but to me, I just, like I said, I, I need them. I want them to make a drastic change to the roster so that we can fix our D 
We need a better look on defense. If you like, is your goal to go deep in the playoffs? Then this D needs to be shored up. It needs to be bolstered. It's not going anywhere the way it is. How do you do that with the core for making all that money and, and whatnot? You don't. So, I mean, I've everyone on Twitter and stuff lately has been all over Marner. And yeah. I've been all over him since I started doing this job. I think he's soft. I think he's immature. He's very talented. And I, I'm not saying he's a garbage hockey player by any stretch. I'm comparing him to the guys that take their teams on their back and win Stanley Cups. That's what I'm comparing it to. It's a very high bar to set. And Mitch Marner, as talented as he is, I don't think he's that guy that's going to put a team on your back and take you deep into the playoffs and say, follow me, I'll lead the way, let's go to war. He's not. He's not interested in that. I don't think he has it in him. But look, his numbers are good. Like If I say that, some guys that love him will go, look at his point production. It's like, cool, he's got a point a game. That's great. So that means he's got value. Let's get rid of him. We're not winning with him. Move him. Someone's going to want him. He, I, his trade clause and this and that. Okay, fine. But there, people with no trade clauses to certain teams have been traded before. Move him. Get a massive amount of addition back as much as you can get. There's going to be people that really want Mitch Marner on their team. And then all of a sudden, a whole new look of your roster. And it could be the look of wow, now we have it, you know, now we can hang our hat on this and away you go. But a big change in my mind needs to be made. I, I I'm, I'm a body language guy. I, I watch Marner play. I just hate the body language. I hate the reactions. Uh, you know, his, it just seems like every first reaction is to the referee, man, play the fucking game. I was watching over the weekend. I don't know if you saw it. I think Willie got high stick. They missed it. And the first thing Marner did, and he missed the puck because of it, he looked at the ref. Play the game. I'm with you. Love the player. Um, I think Pimail Bacon makes a great point in the chat. I think those numbers are a bit inflated. Two four-point outings will do that to uh, statistics. And I get that. I, I just think the eye test is everything I need. Marner has not been good this season. The good news is that there's plenty of slate left. And the good news is that he still has an opportunity to show himself and show up in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Again, had this conversation so many times with Stamkos. Had it a lot with Ovechkin. There is a way for a player to push through. But again, there are some warning signs here. And unfortunately, they're really, really evident right now, Rosie. And Ovechkin and Stamkos have a hell of a lot more jam than Marner does. Like you talk about his body language. When he walks into the rink, he's got more facial expression, body language, better swag. Yeah, yeah. Going in looking like he's going to fucking Coachella or Burning Man or something. (laughs) And then he gets out there and he's just kind of like, it's like time to... Time to get pissed off. Time to fur your brow and and dig in and say, give me that goddamn puck. But you're kind of always yeah. just looking around yeah. like this. Like, yeah. I just don't think he's got the maturity or the character to to be one of those playoff battle battle players that gets you through a round that gets tough. And yeah. you think you win four rounds without having some of that? Good luck. Like, do you, if anyone argues that, like, do you even watch the playoffs? It's yeah. It's just not in his identity. He's a wicked player and he's high value. So why not? You know, it's just like they're so scared to break up this this core four, but it's pretty clear now. How long has it been? You've got too much invested in in four two similar players. You gotta you gotta spread that wealth around a little bit, and it needs to happen on the back end. And you need to give up one of the players to get something of substance. 
We're going to stick with this convo right now. This segment is brought to you by Charm Diamond Centers. Get custom ring building delivered in less than four weeks with the Charm Masterpiece Program and unbeatable pricing policy. The holidays are coming up. It's the perfect time to check out a large selection of Canadian lab-grown diamonds, mine diamonds, and don't pay until 2025 with their instant in-store financing OAC. Charm Diamond Centers has given you a chance to win a $5,000 gift card. Become a Charmpion with the Propose. How would you propose one knee, the bend? Snap, uh, tag at Charm Diamonds on Instagram in a post or story with a video or photo of your pro post. Be sure to hashtag the propose to be entered. For more information, go to charmdiamondcenters.com. And the conversation I wanted to get to, Rosie, I think it's time. I think it's time. You'd be the best to tell me you're in a relationship, you're married. I think it's time to split up Matthews and Marner for a bit here. How do you feel about that? I'm fine with that. I mean, I know you hate the line juggling, but I just, my theory is that, okay, so first and foremost, for the next five games on home ice, you have final change, which means Sheldon Keefe can sprinkle whatever he wants on those lines, gets the matchup. Number two, I know the hesitancy would be, well, Nylander's on fire. Like the most logical play, I know some people in the chat have brought up, why don't you flip Yarn Croak and Marner? You're not putting Mitch Marner on your third line. I'm sorry. I think the change that's worked in the past would be Marner for Nylander. And again, I understand the immediate hesitancy, the fact that that Bertuzzi line has been humming, but they're, they're back-to-back games. I thought they were okay over the weekend. I think it's a change you make in the short term to get Matthews and Marner going, period. That's it. That's all. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I mean, anything... Yeah. Sometimes you just have to like shake the egg up just to mix exactly. it up, right? And, and that's yeah. like the same as like firing a coach. It's like... Mm-hmm. Nothing's working. We need a change. Sorry, coach. It's not your fault, but we need some new blood in there just to have a different energy around the room and, and see what happens. Like it is a, uh, it's a game that doesn't have, it's not math. It's not perfect answers and stuff. Sometimes you just got to throw stuff against the wall and, and hope it sticks. And that's what guys are doing all the time in the NHL. But my kind of problem is that uh, with that is, Oh, Mitch Marner, you're, you're, you're not playing well. So, Oh, the problem must be, you have to play with Austin Matthews. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like is, that's what it yeah. that's what it comes to. Like oh yeah. oh we got to split up we got to split up Marner and Matthews to play better hockey. It's like it's gonna be a big Jesus. story. You know it's gonna be. You know it's gonna be a big story, right? Sure, it's fine, yeah. and it can be whatever it is. But it's just it's just not where you want to be. Where it's like oh Marner, you can't you can't get it going playing with Austin Matthews. Like it's just such a bad look. And to me, it's like. If this guy's as good as everyone says he is and whatnot, he he shouldn't need that. He should he should be able. It should be him on his own saying, "Put me with anyone. I just know what I'm doing and I'll make it work. I make everyone around me better." Not, oh, we should mix it up and I want to change it a little bit and see if I can get going here. It's just it's it's just always so just immature to me and it just it bothers me, man. It has for a while. I just uh, it's just he doesn't. I just don't see us going deep with him being like one of the, one of the leaders, one of the top guys. So what do you see from that combo right now? Matthew's two points in the past six Marner, three points in the past seven Marner's barely top 30 in league scoring right now. He's averaging 2.31 shots per game. At least have been outshot outscored in his five on five minutes. Like the numbers check out as well, that he's not been good either, but what do you see in the game? I test wise for Matthews and Marner right now. Just it's consistency. Like you'll watch three quarters of a game and be like, geez, I've barely seen them with the puck or I've barely seen them, you know, threaten anything in, in the, the vulnerable areas. Like they're kind of always on the outside doing cutbacks, doing their little stick candles and then 
turning it back down the wall and they're just always on the wall. They're never, they're never just cranking it through the danger zone, just driving the net, banging rebounds. They're always standing, hoping to have a whole bunch of space and, you know, let your wicked shot go. And it's like, cool. But is that it? Like if they shut down the middle of the ice and that danger zone in and around the slot, high slot, are you just, are you useless? That's not a good quality. Can you not? Can you not play different styles of hockey? Can you not grind? Can you not go in there, bang, dig out a puck with a battle, and and just fucking hammer it to the net and keep bashing, and then you know change the momentum that way, get a garbage goal once in a while, or do you have to get you know tons of space, tons of time, tons of room, and then you get your three points that way? Like if that's it, man. Once again, good luck in the playoffs. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burroughs Memorial Day Sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I couldn't agree more. Again, we're in agreement on today's show. And like my major takeaway, I don't know why I feel this way. Again, I think Mitch Marner is an incredible player. I watch yes. a guy sometimes who, who who's there to pick up points, man. And uh, as somebody who does that in beer league hockey, I know when a player is doing that. And sometimes it feels more like Mitch is more concerned about the goal and two assists than he is about squeaking out a 4-3 game. Maybe it's unfair to feel that way. But I think across the roster, this has been felt for multiple years is the lack of urgency, right? I want buy-in. Uh, I know he's, he blocked a shot over the weekend. It's, it's not just Marner, by the way, but like I, I want to see urgency. I want to see some desperation. And I feel like in general, that's missing from their their top two players. And that's why the results have been the way they have been so far this season. Yeah. And going back to, you know, the body language thing and stuff like yeah. he just, I, I don't know him personally, so I'm not, I I can only go so far, but from what I can see, he just seems like such an individual. You know, you, you yeah. watch him on the bench and he's just kind of sitting there in his own little world. Is he ever like stand up yelling down the bench going, let's go boys, let's yeah. fire this thing up. Yeah. Hey, yeah. time to turn this thing around. Follow me. Let's go next shift. Everyone get two big hits. Let's go. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Getting into it, being a big team guy, being a leader. It's always just the stun face and doing his own thing individually. And sometimes he's got enough talent that that's fantastic. And everyone, you know, 
screams joy to the world because how great he is. Look at this highlight reel. Look how look how perfectly placed that shot was. Look at this exhibition. It's like, yeah, he's phenomenally talented. I get mm-hmm. it. But I just don't like the way he goes about his business, especially when the going gets tough. He goes away. And that's I want I want the opposite, you know. I want the mm-hmm. the Nathan McKinnon, I want the Stam Coast, I want the Ovechkin who will just be like, nope, not acceptable. Follow yeah. me, boys. And he doesn't have any of that in him. There has to be that hunger. Like that, that's the word you're looking for. Desperation. Like, and this is for all the big guys, man. Like, I would even to an to an extent include Willie in there, especially in the playoffs. The hunger's not there. Like, I don't know how to explain it. It really is uh something you can explain is like, you look at the McKinnons of the world, you look at the Pasternak's like the killer instinct seems to be there. Whereas like even the least bench is just comatose all the time. Like uh, you watch yeah. the game over the weekend, William Lagason. I know it's William Lagason, but like, wasn't a big fan of the way he was pushing into the boards and good for Simone Benoit to get in the guy's face at least. But it's like, fuck somebody chirp him. Somebody bitch, somebody do something that's out of their comfort level it seems like all the time there, there's just no accountability. There never has been accountability in this market, especially under Dubis, now under Keefe, where it's like you fuck something up and there's going to be consequences. And I, I think it it shows in the way this team plays that they know tomorrow the sun's going to come up, they're going to show up for practice, and nothing is going to change, sadly. Yeah, and I mean, we're ragging on them hard. Yeah. And you can, you know, people can probably, you know, give it back to us for that. Sure. But it's a lot of years of the same stuff. It's a lot of frustration. And like you say, when, when the going's getting tough and it's time to double down and to like, they, they never get mad. They yeah. never get mad and go, are you, they never get intense. They could exactly. be, yeah. they could be down two goals and blah, blah, blah. And after a shift, the whistle goes, it's just deep, deep, deep. Back to the bench. Exactly. No, no expression on my face. No energy. Look, no dude, intensity. Go, go back and watch that video <laughs> when Lagason Lagason got pushed into the boards. Like I was just like the bench. Like the guy sipping water. Like they're not even looking, man. They're 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 in their fucking tablets on the bench. I know. It's like where uh, if I was the coach, <laughs> I, I know, would man. I would light the place up saying, "Where is the intensity? I don't yeah. think that you guys give a shit. Call them out." piss them off so that they go, are you kidding me, Keith? You want to see some goddamn intensity? You don't think I care. This is my life. This is my career. Watch this and put it right up his ass. But there's none of that. There's none of that. Like you say, they could lose six, three and skate off the ice. Now go get my protein (laughs) shake. It's just like, I just want to see some, I don't, I don't even care if you lose. It's not even that they're doing that poorly or they're falling in the standings or we're all full of terrible players or it's just like, there's a it's like it's like the fans are more frustrated than they are when they lose I know. and that's I know. a problem i've been watching a lot of shorzy lately i don't know if you've seen shorzy phenomenal show i have hate, hate to lose do you get that sense that the least hate to lose and again i think we're being justified and fair like uh we we have a a pretty good pulse in social media the fan base and how people are feed, feeling in the media about this team following a very lackluster weekend you get the sense like watching this team specifically in the playoffs where they hate to lose, where it's like, oh, fuck, like I'm not leaving my house the next five days after that loss to Florida. I just don't get that feel, Rosie. I really don't. And that's why it's the same old shit every year where they don't show up for these shitty ass opponents. 
Potentially, yeah. Uh, I, I hate speaking for them when I don't know them personally, yeah. but just from what from what they show, it doesn't. We should got Shad on the show. <laughs> the human. I mean, well, he. he I've talked to him, man. Yeah. I've talked yeah. to him, and he said, and he has said, you know, these guys that are younger and like Shenner's like a seasoned veteran now, even though I think of yeah. him as a young guy, and maybe some guys in Leafland still remember him as that eighteen-year-old rookie, but he's a seasoned vet now, and and he's a little bit, you know beyond that generation that's kind of coming up and sweeping the NHL right now. But mm-hmm. he says, he's like, man, these guys are just a different breed. You try to wake them up. You try to, you try to invigorate them. You try to motivate them. You try to Nothing. challenge them. And there's just no response. They're just, it's just like they're wide eye. They're just, duh. And it's like, I, I, I've talked to coaches about it. I've talked to, you know, scouts and GMs and they're going, man, it is hard to find that guy with jam these days. Like it is hard. Like they don't exist. You try to find that guy that has that mega character, like that farm kid. That's just, will go through a wall and does not care. He's just does not want to give up. And he hates to be, to be put out or to be shown up. And and these guys just don't seem to have it. And yeah, I don't know why that is. I I'm not totally sure how to fix it, but it is evident in their place sometimes and it's evident in their body language and their facial expressions. It's just like, and as a crowd that's as passionate as, as Leafs nation, they deserve more and they want more and they expect more. And when it consistently doesn't happen, there's reason for frustration to be there. LP writes in, and I think he makes a good point and maybe we don't talk about it enough, but Brendan Shanahan to me deserves considerable heat, right? Like, from everything we know, he is the biggest reason why the core four is still intact. And they don't want us to talk about the core four. They want it to extend to other players like Bertuzzi and Domi and Reeves. And I get that. But this is this is the guy who thinks it's going to work. This is the guy who believed in Kyle Dubas. This is the guy who believes now in Bradtree Living. This is the guy who believes in Sheldon Keefe. Like, at the end of the day, he is the key decision maker for this franchise and for this team. And ultimately, uh, you know, his day of judgment will come. But it's been a mixed bag. I won't lie. And again, uh, everything you say about Brad, you're living like, why didn't he make a big trade? Why hasn't he made a big trade? I'm starting to think more and more, considering everything that happened in the springtime with Dubis and, and Shanahan specifically, that it's Shanahan calling the shots, you know? <laughs> Potentially, it's just hard to believe that Brendan Shanahan, with all his hockey knowledge and understanding of the game and the era it's that weird. he played in, doesn't doesn't look at this roster like he and doesn't say, see this we need to we need to make a little bit of an identity change here and it might mean you know blowing some things up and moving some some guys that i've that i've hung my hat on that i've put my faith in that's fine that's hockey man stuff doesn't always work just because you trade a player doesn't mean he's no good or you you're admitting defeat or admitting that you're wrong it's just like it, it's a chemistry thing. Like hockey is, is such an interesting sport where you can't really put your thumb on why things happen. Why were the Boston Bruins so consistently bloody good with a roster that doesn't jump out to you? Why did the Florida Panthers go on that absolute tear last year in the playoffs? Like there's no, like it's not mathematics. There's no simple answer right there. That's this just black and white. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. They caught lightning in a bottle. They caught fire. They found their chemistry. They, they were gelling together. Cool. 
Well, you, you're always on a mission to find that as a GM or president or whatever. So I don't think it's admitting defeat by, you know, we've had how many years of these guys? And it's like, okay, it seems like we need a little bit different look. It's not it's not the a huge negative or, oh, my God, I've failed by by mixing it up. I don't see why that would be his M.O. And why not just be the GM if you're just going to block the GM from doing anything that he wants? I, I don't know if that's the play, but sometimes it makes you wonder. It really makes me wonder, and a lot of people in the chat, and rightfully so, bringing up the point the president's job is making money. This team makes a shit ton of money, and I get that. But again, <laughs> when you're blocking some big-time decision-making, it scares the hell out of me. And I just don't think, and again, we've been in simpatico with this since day one, the core four just isn't going to work, and there needs to be substantial change. To me, it's more so about like sending shockwaves through that room. And I hate to compare it to the NBA because it was a one-off and just it was just so different. But like the Raptors trading a guy who was loved in that room in a DeMar DeRozan to get Kawhi Leonard. You need that type of move, something to send shockwaves to the room and says, you know what? Losing is it's not acceptable. And I leave every season thinking about the word accountability, like how accountable is this team for their actions or lack thereof? I get it's just pro sports. It's just hockey, whatever. At the end of the day, got to wake up. There's bigger fish to fry in life. I get that. But my wonder is, is like, like, do they really take it hard? Right? Like back in your day, and I hate to say this, I mean, we're not old by any stretch We're we're, we're approaching 40, both of us, but like, it's like back in your day when you lost, I don't care if it was game 46 of an 82 game slate or game seven of the playoffs. Like, you were fucking pissed, man. I would I would go home in minor league hockey and like lose my mind for a couple of days. You know, like I, I just don't get the sense. And it even stems from that story a couple of years ago where Mitch Marner had a tee off the day after they lost in game seven. Like it just that there's your answer right there. Did he actually play golf the next he day? He did. He did. And it was a big story. It's like people were like, what, what, what should he do? I don't know. Fucking sit at home for two days. Don't be in the public eye. Like, especially when you're in Toronto, you don't think people are going to notice that shit, but again it's, yeah, it's a, a bad it's a move and yeah yeah I, I i know what you mean and i know what it's like to be in that room and you don't want to get caught up in the ups and downs and the the furious like yeah. uh panic that that can that exactly. can become the toronto hockey market so i know how they isolate themselves and mm-hmm. i know how they kind of Yep. Come on in for 10 minutes. I'll answer your questions, give you absolutely nothing, then shut the yeah. doors and we go about our business. And it's almost like they get too much that way where, yeah, the outside of this room is is what we don't pay attention to. And you almost just get like this little, you know, mm-hmm. tunnel vision, the same type of mentality and the same mindset all the time of, yep, don't worry about it. Don't get caught up in it. And it's almost to the point where it's like, well, do you, are you feeling anything anymore? Like, yeah. are you pissed off? Like, I would love to see some guy just go fucking bananas and, and tomahawk his stick over the boards a million times and and chuck it onto the ice and fucking smash a water bottle and and just lose it and just show some emotion like show something show something they just can they just they just kind of seem like zombies out there and it is frustrating <laughs> as a fan yeah. because if because it's the same shit all the time like it, we're the most frustrated fan base in pro sports probably and it's things like dropping huge leads, losing to teams you should clearly beat, having the team that's going to win it all. And you freaking shit like that. And it's just like, yeah. man, you guys have this history of, of coming up embarrassingly short. Like 
is it time to overcome that now? And is anyone going to do it? Does anyone realize it? Does anyone care? And we're, again, we're bashing on them hard right now. They're not in that mm-hmm. bad of a spot, but They're it not. just seems to be this ring around the rosy shit that's just nonstop, same stuff. And I don't want to go through it again in the playoffs. So I'm pissed off right yeah. now. I want to see change. I want to see it addressed. I don't want to go through it again. I want to see difference. Uh, Chris writes in, you can't compare Kawhi to anyone on the Leafs. I wasn't comparing Kawhi to anybody in the Leafs. I was comparing somebody like that to bring in, uh, to, to set an example, but it's more so the bigger episode and bigger story that there's no accountability within the roster. I think because people realize they can wake up the next day and there's going to be no retribution or no counter to what's going on. Um, I think when you play scared, you play a bit different. And I, I just don't get the sense this team plays scared. These guys have signed their contracts. Their money's there. They're going to make it here. They're going to make it somewhere else. And unfortunately, it hasn't been a treat to watch. And I think we've just seen too many efforts like that, Chicago and Pittsburgh respectively and specifically, where it's like, I've just seen this rodeo way too many times. But I mentioned a three-game homestand coming up for this team. In fact, for the next five at Scotiabank Arena. In most years, I'd be like, that's good, Rosie. But they're 5-4-0 through nine outings at Scotiabank Arena. That place is a mausoleum, as we know. But it just has that big game feel, even tomorrow against Florida, where it's like, this team better do something substantial this week, where it's like, the Vultures are going to be circling again. Yeah. You that's, know? What sucks about playing in, that's what sucks about playing in Toronto. And yeah, they got the homestand. I don't really care. Like, it's not like, oh, thank goodness we're back home. It's It, it it's, should be that way. That's the problem, you know? It's like some teams, Colorado, they get back home for six. They're like, holy shit, they're going to go five and one. But they, you don't get that sense of this Leafs team. Not really. They're not. They're not really like this big homestand. I mean, last year, Samsonov had a run where he wasn't losing at home. And that was nice to get back home from a road trip and get him in the net. But it doesn't seem to be the the thing this year. But it's just like, I don't know. You get to the point where you're just like, okay, well, like maybe they beat Florida. Maybe they don't. But it's just, (laughs) I I need some more consistency. I need some more intensity. I just got to be like a longer stretch of games, right? Where you're like, Hey, every night they show up this hard and they're pounding in the first period, the first 10, they're all over them. That that's the way I describe the start to the season. And again, you make a, a, a fair point. The record's pretty decent. It's not like they're in trouble or anything, but it's like, I want to stretch of games where it's like, fuck, they scored first and fuck they're, they're, they're hammering that team out of the building. I don't get the feel like they're dipping their toe in the water again. And it's unfortunate because it felt like they were finding their way a bit into the global series and they come back and they laid an egg against Chicago where you're up three, one, you had a lead against Pittsburgh. You blow it. Like it's, it's unacceptable in my world. I don't know if you feel the same way. Yeah, it's more of the same and we're, we're kind of beating the dead horse, but we are, it, it, we want more. We want, we want better, man. I don't want to go. I just don't want to go into the playoffs this way. I mean, it's look, look at the division. It's just, it's so much stronger than we thought it was going to be. Teams are stepping up and, and they're, they're ahead of us. I mean, we're just keeps talking about like, wow, the regular season doesn't matter. Like we're freaking a loss away from not being. I saw your tweet spot. over the weekend. I saw your tweet over the weekend. You're concerned about making the playoffs now. <laughs> not concerned, but like, let's not bottle just, or what? let's just not consider it in, in a foregone conclusion that we're in. I mean, the divisions, we just, like before we started the season, it was a formality that we were going to win the division. Now we're like, they don't win divisions. I told you that was the worst bet in the league is to bet in the Leafs to win the division. They don't do that. No, they've won in 21 years. They won the North division. That was a flawed fucking year. Stupidity. And I, 
I don't even care if they do or not. That's not what's important yeah. to me. But like if a team's playing with that intensity, with that yeah. character, you can drop games and go through a drought and go through losing streaks. And I'll be there going, hey, boys, like chin up, like keep going, keep mm-hmm. doing what you're doing. Like things are going to happen. But it's I, I have trouble supporting them in that way when it's like I feel like I care more than they do sometimes. And I think a lot of the fans feel the same way. Just say, too, that this Corey Perry rumor stuff is ridiculous. It's not true. People stop saying it. I mean, just wonder how people mentioned our feeling about it. I can tell you it's it's not true. It's actually pretty sickening. The kid's like 18. Yeah, well, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> kid's 18. Let him play hockey, okay? Let him just do his thing with Chicago. Uh, this week's Player to Watch is presented by Covered Bridge Potato Chips. Rosie, let's go all in for this Player to Watch this week. Mitch Marner, absolutely fighting it. Three points in the past seven. I want to see Mitch Marner have a good week. How about that? I'm I'm doubling up on you, man. You said pick a guy, and I said too bad. I'm going Marner too. I'm going to be watching him like a hawk. I'm going to watch his body language, watch his intensity level, watch his compete level. I'm going to watch his dipsy doodle shit and see if he can actually like give that stuff up and make some hard NHL playoff style plays where you just keep going like a honey badger and just don't stop. He, I want to see him show that he's got no quit in him. I want to see him show that he'll go through a wall for this team, for this game, for this win. And I want to, I want to see some compete level out of this guy this week. He knows he's not doing very well. He knows he needs to get on the board. I want to see what he does to make that happen. Go to coverbridgechips.com and follow on Instagram at CB underscore chips from there. Brought to you by Batano, the 2023 EGR winner for both the best sports book operator of the year and best in place sports operator awards. The game starts now. Like the card tonight, and I'm looking forward to seeing Colorado and Tampa. Andre Vasilevsky came back on Friday. Uh, I like the under in that game. I think it's going to have maybe a bit of a playoff feel between Colorado and Tampa, and you got the two number ones in there, but I like the slate tonight. I like that. Yeah, that's a good one to watch, man. Two uh, two teams who have had a lot of success in the last with few hunger. years, and you get two teams with hunger back with, with some hunger, with some jam, with a little bit of uh, intense compete level. So that'll be a good game. And the under is solid. Two guys that uh, are two teams that know how to win, and and some some goaltending that's going to be uh, on display. You want to talk about hunger? I mentioned on last week's uh, show or one of the shows I, I was in Tampa for that Edmonton Tampa game. A guy who's got that it factor, Nikita Kucherov. Do you know who the leading scorer in the NHL is right now? Is it him? He has 15 goals. The guy's been a beast. Uh, Tampa is a team that's just so mystifying. Like they're, they just don't skip a beat. Like if you recall going into the year, Boston was finished. Tampa was done because they didn't have their number one, but this is what great teams do, right? They weather the storm and now all of a sudden Vasilevsky's back and you start to wonder, can Tampa grab the division, right? I know we thought they were going to be major step back this year and it just doesn't seem to be the case. And to me, that just screams character, man. They've got Mm -hmm. character. They know how to win. They know what it takes. They don't get uh, disturbed by hiccups here and there because they know they've got battle in them and they've got intensity. And it just, it just, I'm jealous. I'm jealous of players and teams that play that way. At the Leafs Nation 401, by the way, uh, youtube.com slash Leafs Nation or at the Leafs Nation 401, the Leafs Nation 401, where you could subscribe. If you're watching right now, please do so and hammer that like button as well. We're bringing you the heat as per usual on the show. And it was a bit of a therapy session for today's show, but sometimes you need it because, again, that was stewing all weekend long. 
and amplified against the Pittsburgh Penguins, the Cal Dubas revenge game. They lose that one. And I know Tristan Jari was decent in that game, but I just need to see a bit more desperation from this team as we get set for Tuesday's outing against the Florida Panthers, a team that's had their number recently too, right? Yeah, maybe they can uh, take the right step forward and, and, and put together a real team win. Get that two points, start to get back on the winning slate. We can leave this negativity behind a little bit and hope for mm-hmm. some changes in the future. Looking forward to Tuesday's show. Uh, Jeff O'Neill, that's right. O-Dog's going to stop by for his first ever appearance on the podcast at the Leafs Nation 401 again on YouTube. Just search Leafs Morning Take as well, wherever you find your podcasts and we'll pop up uh, bang up job as per usual to start the week by producer Aaron. Everybody in the chat, you guys were fantastic. And you just need to have these chats sometimes. Like I feel much better than I did you know, 48 minutes ago, Rosie. Well, I have a Leafs show if you can't vent about the Leafs. I know. I know. It's 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 it's, it's unbelievable what we've uh, we've made here, you know? It's our little baby. I like it. It's fine. You can do that once in a while. You can get pissed off, and then you can have a little vent session and get back on board. So it was a very yoga okay. feel to you today. Like you weren't you weren't blowing your mind. You were you were you're fired up. You were, you were now you you were pronouncing your stuff. You were you're 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 working yourself through it. I like that. Very zen of you, Rosie. It was a controlled. It was a controlled. It felt that way. It really rant. Did. A controlled yeah. rant. <laughs> it is which what is, it is unique man. for you. It's very unique for you. It doesn't happen very frequently. Well, these Leafs will do that to you. But uh, <laughs> like I said, it's out of the system now. We're looking forward. We got stuff yes. on the horizon. Here we go. There you have it. That's Jay Rosell. I'm Nick Alberga. We'll talk on Tuesday. Take care. Thank you for watching Leafs Morning Take. Hit that subscribe button and never miss a show. And for more, visit theleafsnation.com. T-H-E-L-E-A-F-S-N-A-T-I-O-N dot com. <laughs> if you don't know how to spell the Leafs Nation, you know what I mean? Um, but hey, sometimes you never know. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.